Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Just going to start tonight by reading from John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5. We'll start with John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he says, Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So tonight I just want to talk a little bit about identity my identity. Who am I? And who are you? There are so many places in scripture where it's pretty clear. Jesus just tells us who we are. For in in this case, he says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And right now in, in our world, in North America, one of the biggest topics is about identity, who I identify with, who they identify with. Sometimes it's interesting to hear. Sometimes it's unbelievable to see what and how people identify themselves with or what. But identity tells us a lot about a person. It tells us uh, about their perspectives. Um, we can determine who they are, their identity, by their likes and dislikes, uh, what they, who they like to hang around, what they like to eat, who they align themselves with, their state of mind. I determine my identity. You determine your identity because God has given us this choice. Others will know you, whether you tell them or not, by your actions, by your words, who you hang around. It's important. Identity matters, and everyone knows who you are, whether you want them to or not. They can read you. So let's talk about this a minute. A taco truck. That's what one of my ninth graders said he identified with. A taco truck. Now, in all fairness, ninth graders started last Friday at my high school, and the juniors and senior mentors were working with them, and they asked them the question, if you could identify with any vehicle, what would it be? A taco truck. This young man identified with a taco truck. If I were to ask you that, or maybe if you were to ask me, maybe I would think about, hmm, a Lamborghini. Maybe kids will think that's cool. Or... A Porsche? Maybe a BMW? No? This ninth grader is content to identify with a taco truck. He's very practical. He chose something that had the same benefits as other vehicles. It could take him from A to Z. He could pack his taco truck with his friends. He could have a party. He could stop his taco truck on the side of the road and have street tacos any time he wanted. How many have loved street tacos in the house? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I, could, I, can, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. He wanted a taco t- truck. He associates with tacos. He aligns his purpose with tacos. It was a service that he could provide to other people. He wants to be a taco truck. I love this kid. And I know a way to win his heart is to bring him some tacos. This was such a lighthearted activity 
It's such a fun thing to do with our ninth graders. We spend lots of time at the beginning of the school year getting to know our kids. I spend a lot of time getting to know my staff because I want to know who they identify with. I want to know what they identify with. There's a quote from Theodore Roosevelt that says, and I believe, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I can show how much I care when I try to identify with you or find out what you like and don't like and honor that and respect that. So we spend a lot of time on this at my school. Um, our goal, of course, is to have a trusting community where we can be proud to go to school here. We can be proud to go to work here and we can brag about it. This is my school. These are my teachers. This is my principal. So we invest in that. We invest in that, discovering our identity. Not only that, but we want our kids to be ready in life. We want them to know who they are. Sometimes they forget along the way. Sometimes they identify with their friends or with social media or with videos that that's not really who they are and they need some guidance. We want to help them along the way. Be who you want to be, but know why you're identifying with that. So that's one of our goals. We want them to also create a place where they can trust adults and a place where they can find additional help if they need it. So identity matters. It's important. Not only at school, but in life. Knowing who I am and what I align myself with or with whom or who I associate with matters both physically and spiritually. It matters in my journey of being a Christian or my journey of becoming a Christian. When I became a Christian, I took on a new identity. I took off the old man, and I put on the nature of Christ. Before Christ, I had a, an identity of darkness. After Christ, I had an identity, and I have an identity of light. What an incredible opportunity. Jesus told his disciples in John 15, I'm the vine, and you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. He wanted his followers to understand that he expects to be their life source. He expects to be needed by them. He expects to be relied on by them. He expects to give them what they need in this life to be successful. That may be why the writer of Acts wrote, In him do I live, I move, and I have my being. Everything. God wants to be our everything. Does that resonate with you? Do you receive that? Do you trust Jesus with your life? What does that even mean? If Jesus says, I'm the vine and, and you're the branch, then I can identify with that. I know that I need him. I know that I can rely on him to be my source, but I want to know a little bit more about him, or I just want to be reminded about him tonight, and I want to remind you of who he is just for a moment. Psalms 24, verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell in it. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. So let's take a minute and go back to the Genesis account where God created the heavens and the earth. And then he's reminding us in Psalms that the earth is his and the fullness thereof. This is powerful. It's about a powerful God. It's about the one 
that chose you and who chose me. And he's reminding us and he's telling us about his greatness. I own everything, he says. All of the earth and everything in it belongs to me. Do you identify with this God? Does your life belong to God? Does your family belong to God? Does your health belong to God? He says the earth is his and everything in it. Does your home and your cars, your bills, your friends, your enemies, do your hopes and your dreams, your desires, your strengths and your weaknesses, does all of that belong to God? Do you really believe it? Can I trust God with my life? Yes, we can trust God. And he wants us to be reminded of that today. Everything is his. This is a great, amazing God that's mindful of you and he's mindful of me. Let's go to verse 3 and 4. It says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? This is a great, big, awesome God who's here in this place today, who's all over the world, who lives in my heart. And I get to be in his presence. Who gets to be with him? Verse 4, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. God made a way that we can approach him. God made a way that says, I can know you and you can know me. You can walk with me. You can trust me. Verse 6 says, this is a generation that seek him, that, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. So you get to seek his face. You get to identify with Jesus. He's not some God that's far away. We're going to talk more about him. Seven and eight says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. That is the God that we serve. The king of glory wants to come in and fight our battles. We sang about it tonight. He will fight our battles. He will fight for us so that we can rely on him. How do we know that we can rely on him unless we actually try and say, oh, I trusted him for this and he provided. I trusted him with my health and he healed me. I trusted him with my bills and he provided. I trusted him with my family and he made a way because he is the king of glory. He wants us to connect with him. He wants us to remember who he is when it's sunshine and everything is great. And then when the storm clouds come in, he wants us to remember, even though you don't feel it, even though you don't feel me, even though you don't see me working, as the song says, I am still working. I am your source. I am the vine. You are the branches. He is our God. Do you identify with that? This is so amazing. This is so amazing. When you identify with the king of glory, you can trust him. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. It's one of our favorite verses to quote. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. God put that in there because we needed to be reminded that, yes, he gave us intelligence. He wants us to think. We get to use that gift to make good decisions, to have, to provide for ourselves, to run a family, to run a household, to work a job. But he doesn't want us to lean on our own understanding because then he's not our source. So we get to lean on him and not our own understanding. And when it looks really, 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 really bad, what does he expect of us? 
Verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. This is our source. He says, even when it looks bleak and you don't have the answer, I've got it. Even when you don't feel it, I got it. Even when you don't see it, I got it. Acknowledge me. Worship me anyway. Remind yourself of who I am. He's got me. He's my God. He's my source. And I will direct your path. The path that I think I need to go on isn't always the best path. It looks like the best path, right? Because God gave me a brain to think, and I think this is the best way. And sometimes I tell God, Lord, I think this is the best way. He's like, well, no, that's not the best way. Here's the way I have for you. Sometimes he doesn't even tell me. He just lets me experience it because he's my source. Thank God that we can trust him. And let's, let's go to verse 7 and 8. It says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. He's not telling us that you're being evil, that you're going out and sinning and, and being mean or creating, doing some crimes and things like that. He's saying when you don't trust him, it's not good. It's evil. Is he your source? Do you identify with Jesus? Verse 8, it says, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Have you ever had that experience where you just weighted down with the cares of this life? And you know you need to pray, but you don't. You're, you're putting it off because you kind of figure what God's going to say. Is that, am I the only one? <laughs> I still do that. It's like, what am I going to learn? So I'm weighted down. But the moment that I just cry out to God, it happens this way every time. The moment I just cry out to God, I don't have the answer. I don't even know what to do. But I know I get to trust you because I know you're in control. I get strength. I still don't know the answer. Maybe I'm still sick. Maybe I'm still in pain. Maybe I still don't know what to do about the situation. But I get strength. He gives me strength to take the next step. He gives us strength to take the next step because he is our source. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. You can trust the vine. We can identify with Jesus because we trust him. I just want to remind us of a few more things in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. We know these scriptures very well. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father, he feedeth them, and ye are, much, are, are ye not much better than they? Which of you, taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? None of us can. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth what you have need of, all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought, therefore, or take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. So this is Jesus talking here. He knows that we have needs. 
He's talking to his followers, but it applies to us today. He knows that our world is in trouble. He knows that there's lots of confusion, there's chaos. We're wondering, what steps do we take next? How do I deal with this situation? How do I have this conversation with my kids who are hearing foolishness at school each day? How do I, you know, know what job to take or, you know, where to live? He knows that we are concerned about these things, but he doesn't want us to worry. So I just want to remind us tonight, even though sometimes it's just really, 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 really easy just to worry because that's our old nature. We want, sometimes we lean back on that, but God is saying, don't be afraid. Don't fret yourself until you're sick. Stop it. You can trust me. You can identify with me. I am your God. You're not like the others who have different gods who are not alive, who never came and experienced uh, the cross for them. I am your God. You can trust me. I've experienced it. That's why I can get up and talk tonight with confidence. When I didn't have any food, God provided for me. When I didn't have clothes to wear growing up, we were just so poor, or a car. He provided. When I needed healing, he's healed me. And then when I wanted healing and he didn't, he still helped me. I know this because I've experienced it because when I came to Jesus, I took on a new identity. Amen? That identity came with a cost. Identifying with Jesus came with a cost. Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 19, it says that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So we were lost. In the natural man, or the natural realm, when things, when I lose something, I start to panic, my heart starts to beep a little faster, like I'm all over my house looking for something, up and down, up and down, up and down, in and out of the rooms, turning things over. It sometimes looks like a tornado came through because I'm looking for something that is lost. Um, And I had to give up my special pens at work because when I lost my pen, I know such a racial mic could identify with this, I had to look all over and retrace all my steps to find my favorite pen. And it happened often, so I had to get over it, stop using that pen, and not worry about it. But it was lost. It was lost. And we're here, and I'm just being goofy now, but you know what it's like for that feeling of being lost or something's lost. Your child is lost. You're driving down the road, and you don't know where you're at. You're lost. Thank God for GPS now and cell phones. But we've had that feeling of being lost. God didn't know what that was like. So scripture says that the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came, he put on flesh, and he identified with us before we can identify with him. God identified with being lost. He felt what we felt. He felt depression coming in. He felt being ridiculed. He felt being lonely. He felt being surrounded by people, but no connection. He experienced helplessness, dependence, waiting on other people. He was in a state of being lost. He knew he was God. He had pressure to do the things that God could do, but he chose to stay and identify with being lost. He took the time that he needed to take to be acquainted with sorrow and grief. He was rejected and despised. He was tempted, 
and he experienced weakness. Our great creator, the all-powerful one, the one who spoke this world into existence, he experienced what it was like to be lost. It came at a great price. Everything we will ever encounter in life, he's already been through. Your story is different than my story. I may never relate to it, but our God can because he experienced it willingly. He stepped out of glory and said, I've got to go seek. I've got to go save. And the only way that he designed how to do that was to identify with being lost. So Jesus went on a search. And because of that, we can come boldly to him because he went on a search for us, because we didn't know how to come to him. We, some people didn't even know they were lost. They just had always been in darkness. That's all they knew. Some people were like, they knew there was a God, but not sure how to get to God. Or they thought they were godly, but they weren't. So Jesus went searching, and because of that, we can come to him. If he hadn't come for us, we couldn't have done it, but now we can identify with Jesus because he found me, he found you. And once we're found, our identity is changed. We get to come to him boldly. He knows that we're sinners and we need to be saved. He knows we're going to make mistakes. He experienced what we experienced. He's here to help us. That's what Hebrews chapter 4, 16 says. Not only do we get to go boldly to Jesus, but the reason we can do this is because we need mercy and we need help in time of need. We need it when we need it. And when we need it, he is there. He is our source and we can identify with him. Amen. So now because of him, I'm no longer lost. I've got grace. I can say, Jesus, I'm overwhelmed. Do you remember what that was like? Jesus, I'm confused right now. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, and there is no way I'm getting out of this unless you do something. He can relate to that. He's like, I got you. You're my daughter. You're the apple of my eye. And like I tell some people, I'm his favorite. He's going he's gonna to deliver me. And you're his favorite too. Do you believe it? Do you trust him? Do you identify with the God of the universe? He is yours. He is yours. And I'm so thankful for that today. My heart is full because I just felt like, Lord, I just want to identify with you. And I want us to be reminded. I feel like he wants us to be reminded of who he is. He's the vine. We're the branches. He is our source. He is our help. Anything that we need, he's going to take care of us. It's in the word of God, and we can trust it. We could take it to the bank every single time. That's not, only, that's not the only thing Jesus said in chapter 15 of John, where he says, you're the, you're the branches, and you're going to bear fruit. And anyone who doesn't bear fruit will be cast out. And then if you do bear fruit, you're going to be pruned. So that tells me that life is not always perfect. It's not, it's not always going to feel good. He never promised us that. But he did say he's our source. He did say he would help us. So we're going to bear fruit. And when, when we identify with Jesus, you know what? We don't even have to say anything. Other people are going to know. I don't have to walk around saying, I identify with Jesus. Maybe that, I don't think they'd believe me if I walked around acting like that. But maybe some would. But sometimes I don't even have to say anything at all because I'm bearing fruit. 
Because you will bear fruit when you identify with Jesus. Own it. Receive it. When you are bearing fruit, thank God. It's not bragging. It's not pride. It's God working in you. I'm bearing fruit because Jesus is the vine and I am the branch. And then know, sometimes there'll be some painful processes where he's pruning that fruit away. And I want to give us some practical examples today. We have so many heroes of faith. But I I just felt, I've got these stories that I want to share with you about people in in real life, real time. And you may even know some of them. Um, I, I want to talk a minute about Brother William Jackson. He passed away just two years ago, or about two and a half years ago. Just, just a quiet man in our church. Him and Sister Mildred came, and I met him through the discipleship class, and he just came over and over and over and over again. He just loved God. He identified with God. God was his savior. God was his provider. God was his healer. So Brother Jackson was diagnosed with cancer, and, and he just he continued to live for God and, and to seek God for healing. He believed God would heal him. And then he received the news that he had cancer in another place. And as the story goes, he came up with a report from the doctor. He drove up to the church right after his doctor's appointment and happened to meet Brother Gary there. And he told Brother Gary, here's the report. So I've just come to worship my source. I've come to worship my God. I come to magnify him because I know that if I live, I win. And if I die, I win. Jesus was Brother William's source. He believed that. And it's not, that's not, I'm saying it's easy for everyone, but he identified. And we can get to that place where we identify with God. Lord, whether you do it, I win. Or if you don't, I win. About two years ago, we had a lot of uh, riots and protesting across the nation. And And Brother White and I got to do a podcast together, and Brother White told the story. I've never forgotten it. It blessed me so much. We're talking about um, people who were prejudiced because of skin color. And Brother White had this colleague that seemed to live to make Brother White's life miserable. So Brother Bob White, being who he is, identifying with Jesus, he prayed for him. And he prayed. And he prayed. And... The pressure just kept coming and coming, and the guy kept picking and picking and making his life miserable. And Brother White just continued to pray. One day, they're in a meeting together, and something tells Brother White, go hug that man. It wasn't Brother White. He identified with Jesus, but, and he loved that guy from a distance. It wasn't the devil telling him to go hug that guy. But because Brother White identified with Jesus and Jesus' love, Brother White went and hugged that man, and there was never issue since. It went away. Because Brother White identified with his source. He was Jesus that day. When you identify with Jesus, you're going to bear fruit. He's got your back, but you're going to bear fruit, and you're going to show others him. Last week, I heard a story from Brother Mark Hearn, and i just been thinking about it and thinking about it. He told the story several years ago. He was up for promotion, and, and it's exciting when, you're, when you've worked really hard and it goes notice. You're going to get a raise. Your family's life is going to be blessed. The church is going to be blessed. You're going to just, just enjoy the fruits of your labor. He was up for promotion, 
but his evaluator didn't want him to be promoted. Not only did she not want him to be promoted, she wanted him to be demoted. And so that happened. Can you, you, you can relate to that. You're expecting a promotion. You're expecting a financial blessing. You're expecting to be blessed for all of your hard work. Not, that, not because that's why Brother uh, Hearn worked so well. He was a good employee. He's a good employee because he identifies with Jesus. But it was so disappointing. Yet, because he identified with Jesus, he continued to work. He continued to do his best. And that person still worked against him. He wasn't promoted for years. He stayed where he was at for years. But while he was there, he continued to identify with Jesus. And while he was there, he was able to talk to his evaluator and say, I'm glad it was me that you picked on and not someone else because I love you. And you can't do anything that will make me stop loving you. And I'm praying for you. Brother Hearn identifies with Jesus. This is practical. This is real life. It happens. And then a few years later, when she needed, she was down, her husband was sick. Brother Hearn was one of the people that she leaned on for support. Jesus is his source. He identifies with him, and he was able to be Jesus to this person. I have one more story that I want to share. Um, most, a lot of you probably have heard one of our employees at Grandview um, was hit. Just off of View High Drive, he was riding his bike early Saturday morning, and he passed away, leaving behind 10 kids and a wife. And I didn't know Charles Crenier personally. He, he left the year that I came to the, the high school um, and then went to the work at the middle school where Brother Larmy works. Um, but when I did meet him, I knew that we were kindred spirits. He had the brightest smile, and everyone would talk about what an amazing Christian he was. He would pray with them. This is a public school. He would talk with them. He would encourage them. He would help him. And I started to hear stories about his life recently, how he used to be a tagger in Chicago. He didn't identify with Jesus as a young man. But God turned his life around. And ever since then, he was a bright light. Even when there was difficult times, even when there were financial difficulties, Charles Crenier identified with Jesus, and they had his memorial service. They're having it right now. I got to go to the visitation earlier. But the lives that he impacted, all the students that have commented, all the students that are at his funeral, and the, and the staff that he worked with, his colleagues, and the people that I got to talk to this week, the people I've got to pray with this week because of his life. He bore fruit. He identified with Jesus I just want to encourage us today. We're an extension of the book of Acts Church. I mentioned earlier that the writer says, in him do I live and move and I have my being. Jesus is our source. Life is not perfect. We've got storms all around us. Things don't make sense. But we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear. If I can just cling to my source and hold on to the vine, 
I'm going to bear fruit. I'm going to be okay because God is in control and I identify that he is my father, that he is my savior. He is my healer. He is my provider. That's me. What about you? He's, what he's done for you before, he will do again. What he's done for others, he will do for you. God is my identity. I am his and you are his. And we need to trust him in this time. Everyone, please stand just for a moment. We don't understand everything that's going on today. We may never understand in this life. But if you identify with Jesus, you are known of him. He knows you. He knows your need. And his word says that he gives victory. Your labor, it's not in vain. Your trust is not in vain. Trust him today. Practice. Jesus, I identify with you. When I don't feel it, when I'm feeling extra low or really defeated, I identify with you. If we could just come to the front, let's just bind together. We need each other. We need to acknowledge that God is our source. But, but not only that, but together as a body of Christ, we grow, draw strength from each other. No one is an island. Everyone can, can be a source for someone else to lean on, to pray for each other, to support one another. Let's just cry out to the Lord tonight. God, reveal to us who we are in you. God, show us and remind us that our identity is in you. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to run away. The enemy is not winning. In you, we are victorious, Jesus. Help us, oh God, to understand that you're the vine and we're the branch. You're our source. You're our joy, our hope, our peace. You're our comfort. Everything we need is in you, Jesus. I'm just asking you, God, to touch us tonight, God. Lord, that we would lift up our eyes to the King of glory, knowing that when we do, you will come in. Fill this place with your spirit, God. Fill this place, God, with faith today. We cry out to you that we fulfill, God, your purpose, your plan for us in our individual lives and collectively as a church, God. Let your kingdom come. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.